0: I do want to share a couple of things, and I do this really very seldom, but I do want to talk for just a few minutes about some of the important things that are in our world and in our community. I love the passage of Scripture that Paul read, and Paul wins for best shirt. Can I get an amen? I mean, Paul, awesome job. Thank you so much. And uh, Paul and Joku. Wearing the coolest shirt, uh, I got upstaged, Uh, I need to plan that out better. Um, But here's what I would share with all of you guys. I am just going to maybe not cover all the ground that I had intended, but I do want to cover a few things. And I want to share with you that the big idea of last week is the same as this week. And so I want to just go straight to the big idea, Uh, Colin, I want to go straight to the big idea if you don't mind. And let's just take a moment and look at that big idea. And that is this. That the church should celebrate and demonstrate Christ. The bridge for all of mankind. Could you guys say that with me on the count of three? Ready? One, two, three. The church should celebrate and demonstrate Christ. The bridge for all of mankind. And here's what I mean. He is not just the bridge for mankind to the God who made him because of the sin that separated him, but he is also the bridge for mankind to God, as well as mankind to others that are just like us. And also, not just those who are just like us, but those who are different from us. Now I just want to share with you guys, it is so important and so vital for all of us to understand that maybe where you are from, maybe in a different place, you don't have to have the ability to connect with families that are not like yours. I remember when I moved here a number of years ago with the intention of starting a church. And in my growing up area in Oklahoma City, there were other nations that were represented. There were other cultures that were there. But the difference was was that I could tell you which side of town they lived on rather than lived near where I was. How many of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about? Y'all even probably experienced some of that. Here is what I would say to you and try to convey to all of us. If we want to be the church, capital C, we can't afford to do that in Fort Bend County, Texas. Because one of the things that was shocking to me was the diversity, but not the diversity on the other side of town, but the diversity on my own cul-de-sac. Can I get an amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. So anytime you have been told or commanded to love your neighbor, you literally have neighbors that are from other places in this world. And if we cannot, as as the body of Christ and if we cannot as followers of Christ, and if we cannot as representatives of Christ genuinely say that we love those from somewhere else, we are not being the church. We might have a label of being Christian, but we're not acting in the way that Christ did. So I want to convey to you and convey to all of us that He is the bridge from God to man. But He is the bridge from man to man. And if you only got one of those right, then you didn't get it all right. Because ultimately, if you can't love someone who doesn't believe like you do, think like you do, come from the same place like you do, and all of the other things. We talked about gender. We talked about race. We talked about social class. That was when Paul was reading, there is no Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male nor female, but all are one in the body of Christ. If you can't come over those things and say, you know what, I can still love. I can still be Christ to these people. If you cannot do those things, you are not fully being Christ to those people. Now, I know what I'm doing right now. I invited y'all in for a big get-together, big powwow, and y'all thought you were coming for good food and all that stuff and a good time. And I'm just like that guy that's your relative who starts talking about politics and religion and race at your Thanksgiving feast. Can I get an amen? Right, y'all know who I'm talking about. I am that guy today, I'm sorry. But we have to get this right. If we're going to be the body of Christ, we have to get this right. Do you remember what Jesus said? He said there's the greatest commandment and there's the great commission. But the night before he was to go to the cross, what did he say? A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. This is how all of the world will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is not optional. I'm going to say that one more time and y'all can go ahead and get ready with that amen that's just as loud as the booze that y'all had for me earlier. Loving the world no matter who they are or where they are from in the world as a Christian is not optional, amen? So then we have to bring it and let's be reminded that love is not a feeling in the heart or a concept in the head. It is a service and a love that sacrifices me for you. That means I put grace above race. That means I put grace above gender. That means I put grace above all things including social class and all those things that I would prefer because my preferences cease to matter when you are in the picture. Why? Because I am a body of Christ. I'm a part of the body of Christ and I am am a representative of Christ, whether I want to be or not. When I tell people I'm a Christian, that means that I should be conveying what Christ looks like. Now, here's what I did the other day. I I, I could probably read it. I don't want to read it exactly. But I will tell you this. I spoke into, I, I send texts to myself. I send text to myself so I can remember the thoughts that I'm having. It's kind of my way of not really journaling, but just reminding myself because I got a little ADHD, I ain't going to lie. So anyway, as I really kind of was going down the road the other day, I said into my phone, I said, I am I'm a Christ follower before I am a husband. I'm a Christ follower before I am a son. I'm a Christ follower before I am a father. I love you guys, but I'm a Christ follower first. Makes me a better daddy. Makes me a better daddy. But I am a Christ follower first. I'm a Christ follower before I am an American. As much as I love this country, I am a Christ follower before all of these things. And if that makes you uncomfortable, can I share a passage of Scripture with you? When Jesus said, let me tell you something, if you want to follow Me, and yet you will not hate your mother, and your brother, and your father, and all of those, and deny all of those things, and then follow Me, then you are not worthy to be My disciple. So when I tell you that we have to begin to put grace over race and social class and gender, and even if you're a political person, Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter all that stuff. You can have those things, and I'm not trying to dissuade you from those things, but those things have to take second place to the most important thing. Because I promise you, when you stand before God, you're not going to say, man, let me find my Democrat or Republican Voter ID real quick, so you can let me in. What are you going to say? I claim grace above all other things. And so for me, now is my time to practice what I believe. I put grace over all of these things. I am a Christian before all of these things. And if I am not, then I am not who I say I am. Can I get an amen on that as well? All right. so the big idea is is that the church should celebrate and demonstrate the bridge for all mankind, and that is Christ. Now, I want to share something with you. I I want very hard, whoever you are that's calling me, Mr. 242, I'm not going to finish. No, I'm a little busy right now. Okay, so here's what, yeah, I was getting a call, sorry. Here's what I want to share with you. I don't want to talk about something, challenge you, and not give you handles for what this looks like. I want to talk about a, a book, and a couple of of podcasts that you can listen to if you want to go deeper. So let's go to slide number 16, please, Colin. I know, second slide you put up is slide 16. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Uh, If you can follow along, you're a better man than I, right? So these are a couple of great podcasts. Not in it to win it, part one and part two by Andy Stanley. One about being one nation under God. And then the second one called Shine. They're great. If you can only listen to one, listen to the second one. But I encourage you to listen to both. It's an hour out of your life that might help you to look at things very, very differently than you might have otherwise. But I don't want to talk about these things without giving you handles on what this might look like. So I want to share this with you very quickly. I want to talk about Talking to Strangers, a book that is uh, written by Malcolm Gladwell. And so as we go there to, uh, let's see, I think we're maybe slide 31, 32, somewhere in that neighborhood. All right, very quickly, I want to go back two slides, if you don't mind, and I want to talk about what we found in this book. This is super important. This is super important, and this will reveal something about you and I that we might not want to have revealed, but is so important. If you look at this slide here, let's go back one more, if you don't mind, Colin, and thank you. There were people that were given a test, and they said, fill in the blanks for us when your time is come. So they say, G-L blank, blank. How do you fill that in? And then they say, there's blank, blank, T-E-R. How do you fill that in? And then they do the same thing. And it's just kind of time sensitive. So it's not like you just get to think about it. You know, it's as quickly as you can. First thing, that pops into your mind. So real quickly, these are some examples of things that you could have said. This is kind of what I said and what Malcolm Gladwell said that he said. It's on our next slide. He said um, what, let's go to our next slide. There we go. I thought glow, he thought glum. (laughs) I thought water, he thought hater. I thought share, he thought scare. I thought tough, and he thought touch. So he filled in the blanks on all this. And there were lots of other people that did the same. And then they were interviewed and they were asked this question. It's on the next slide. It's on the next slide. What do you think your answers reveal about you? Now, Malcolm Gladwell said, I'm actually a very, very positive person. It's very evident and very true and very clear. But I put in things like glum and scare and hater. (laughs) He said, so if you just saw those things and thought about who I was, and so they ask everybody and almost every single person said, well, they were just words. The first thing that popped into my mind, is just words, no big deal. And that's exactly what Malcolm Gladwell said. But here's where things got interesting. They were given the results for somebody else's test. And here's what they said, what they were asked on this next slide. What do you think this person's answers reveal about them? And all of the people who said, well, it's just answers, it doesn't really matter, suddenly got very clear about other people's answers and what it said about them. Some of them said, this person is way too competitive. Some of them said, this person is motivated by money. They said, this person has a deep desire to have a relationship with the opposite sex. Then another person said, this person probably is way too competitive, maybe even a professional athlete. (laughs) They had it all figured out when it came to someone else. But when it was them that was on the hot seat, it was just answers and it didn't really matter. Are you guys with me? Y'all hear what I'm saying? For us, we have to realize that we judge ourselves on our intentions and everybody else on the results that they get or the things that we feel about those results or what they made us feel. They're terrible people because when I was with them, I felt this. They said something that I didn't like. And when they did, I knew that, honestly, they're just an idiot right? I know none of y'all have ever thought that about anybody, but as a pastor, I've heard it once or twice, right? Do you see what I'm saying? We give ourselves grace and then we withhold grace from others. This is why we can never seem to find common ground. If you guys are with me, give me an amen. Amen. So here is what I say to you. When Hurricane Harvey hit, I knew that we had a terrible situation. This was the area that we had. The place that we're going is the area that we had. And we ended up with 265 people and 67 animals with them to give them shelter in the time that they had, the most difficult time ever. And if you can look down on the floor, hopefully it's clean near where you are, I'm gonna come down on the floor. This is one square. This is another square, this is another square, this is another square, four foot by four foot. One, two, three, four, this is your family's new house. One, sli- uh, one slide over, one, two, three, four, this is your family's house for as long as you are here. One slide over, one slide over, one slide over. People you've never met before, people that you are not like. People that you might not even like. And you're sharing the same space with these people. You see where I'm going with this? This is how we love our neighbor. When it is hard. When we are in close proximity to the people that are different than us. We give them grace. I stood back there and I got everybody's attention. And I said, listen to me, listen to me. You don't know one another We have one shower. (laughs) You have no clothes. (laughs) Some of you have animals that you were scared to death. Some of you have family that you haven't gotten a hold of yet. All of these things are happening. And the only thing that can save us from killing one another in this time is if we can give one another the grace that we know we ourselves need. Some of you may have even heard me say those exact words at that exact time. Because some of you were here meeting the needs of those people. And some of you weren't here meeting the needs of those people, but I know I've got a couple of pictures up, and I want to just put these up. There's one of the pictures, and I want you to notice all the different faces. First of all, notice my face. Notice how old I look now compared to theirs. It's been a rough five years, y'all, I'm telling you. It's been rough. Somebody's like, wow. It's like, stop that, okay? Notice all the different faces and nations. Isn't that beautiful? And then we sent our kids out on Eric Teague's trailer with fresh water because people didn't have it and toilet paper back before COVID made that a thing. (laughs) And meals. Can I tell you something? Not a single time did somebody walk through the doors of this church and we go, "Uh, what race are you? What social status are you? How much money do you make? What are your thoughts? What is your gender? We didn't do any of that. Why? Because there was something greater that was at stake. Something much more important than all of those other things that we use as reasons to be divided. And so when our kids went out and we drove different neighborhoods from here five miles and we handed out food and we handed out water, what was so incredible is other people gave and we went out and we got the blessing we got the handshakes. We got the hugs. We saw the tears of people. And we did it all in the name of Christ. And we didn't ask a single time any of those silly questions. I promise you we didn't check voter registration cards. Because we were all one. Because something was more important than all those other silly, divisive things. Can I get an amen? Here's the problem. Somewhere along the way, we as Christians have forgotten that what is most important is still most important. And if, we not, if we're not gonna get it right, we're not gonna get it right. We're not gonna get that right. We are not gonna get it right, period. Now, I have so many things to say and my time is more than up, but here's what I wanna share with you. This is part of the solution to what is wrong with our world There was a man named Bill Hybels who at one time had the largest church in America. And he used to say something all the time. He used to say, I believe that the church is the hope of the world. I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that the church is the change agent for this world. And if this world is ever going to change, it's going to be because the church becomes one more time the capital C church that we celebrate and demonstrate that Christ is the bridge from God to man and man to God, but also from mankind to mankind. And there is nothing that you do, nothing that you say, nothing that you believe, nothing that you wear, nothing that you claim that keeps me as a Christ follower from loving you because you are my neighbor. Period. Doesn't mean we have to agree. Doesn't mean we have to believe the same things. It does not mean that you have to be on my page or I have to be on your page. It has to be that all the time I will love you, period, because that's what Christ did for me and commanded me to do for you. And by the way, He commanded you to do the same towards me and towards one another. So we can't lose sight of it and we can't mess that up because by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have what? Love for who? One another. Now, I told you guys this is part of the solution. Here's what I mean. In the midst of COVID, when we were more divided as a nation, probably than you or I have ever seen, I'm 52. I haven't ever seen it like that. Some of you may have. Some of you know things that I don't know. Some of you have been places I've never been. I get it. But this was the worst that I've ever seen that we couldn't get anyone to be on friendly terms with anyone for any length of time. It was just too much. All of us were in this crazy headspace and it was just tough all the way around. I don't remember who told me this, and so if you told me, your identity is safe and buried in my forgetfulness, okay? I don't remember who told me this, but somebody told me, African American individual came to me and said, I was approached by an African American pastor and he told me, What are you doing going to a church where the preacher is white? Now I anybody can say anything and think anything they want. It's all good. I can't change my race. All I can do is choose to love. But here is what I believe. It is easy for us to be divided by race. It is easy for us, if all of us believe politically the same exact things. That is what the world does. That is what the world does. There's nothing hard about that. There's nothing but natural about you liking people who look like, sound like, believe like you. But if you want something that is supernatural, this kind of place is the place where things actually get changed. Where different people think differently about another race because they've spent enough time to know that we do truly want the same things even if we choose different directions to go and get there. I believe that we are part of the solution, but I don't believe it's easy. I believe it's hard. Why is it hard? Because it's easy if everybody thinks like me. I don't have to watch what I say. I don't have to be intentional in connection. All these other things. But this is dramatically different in the world that doesn't think that the church is any different than the world. You guys understand what I'm saying? The church to the world doesn't look any different than the rest of the world. That's why they don't respect what we believe. But I promise you, if somebody from out there came in here and they were like, What? This is different. Something different going on here because here, it's not about what race you are. It's not about what social status you are. It's not about what gender you are. It's not about what political party you're a part of. It is grace over all these things. Now, I'm telling you stuff that is pushing on you and poking you in places that you probably don't like. And I'm doing that for a reason and for a purpose. And here is why. Because if we're going to love our neighbor... this is what it looks like. If you're going to follow the mandates of Christ, this is what it looks like. Go out and make disciples of all nations. All nations. And that only gets done not by Christ and His disciples, but His followers. That's you and that's me. And this is truly what it is all about. Check out this video. Heavenly Father, as we end our time together, may you be the first descriptor that every one of us choose. Not husband, not father, not wife, not mother, not American or somewhere else. Not any of those descriptors. None of those things are worthy of our whole totality of life being dedicated to, but you God are. You have given us the opportunity to love. And Lord in this place it is a very special and unique place that we have opportunities to love and to go to all nations and share the love of Christ and to be an example to demonstrate and celebrate you, the bridge from God to man, but also from mankind to all other mankind. Let us be a living example of you dear Lord Jesus I pray thank you for those who have chosen to be a part of this messy place this place where it is not always easy because we're in proximity to people that are different than us and think different and look different and act different and come from different backgrounds but God may we realize that this is what it's supposed to be about this is the body of Christ and this is how we show that there is something different to Christianity than there is to every other social club out there to a world that thinks that's just what we are. I pray instead we would show them the living example and organism that is the capital C Church of the Living God. And that we would be your ambassadors here in this place. May we love as you've loved. And may we be people who are intentional about connecting and loving our neighbors as ourselves in Jesus name we pray and everybody together said amen thank you guys so much for your time and for your attention thank you I got to share with you today here's what we're going to do first year we had places for everybody to sit around a certain table and everybody went to the same people that they always hung out with next year, Shelly's like, we're getting rid of all the tables where people are sitting. We're not giving them one single big plate. We're giving them a bunch of little plates. So y'all are going to go out and top us. That's what you're going to do, okay? If you're staying with us, go out there, little plate, go from spot to spot to spot. Talk to new people. Hang with new people. Try a new food that you haven't tried from a place that you've never been. Like, go and enjoy that because this is what it is all about. It's about connecting in a different way with different people. So I encourage you, as you go out there to the gym where we are, we've got food from at least 10 or 12 nations. Thank you to all who brought those foods. God bless you for that. And we're excited about getting to know you just a little bit better and vice versa. And above all things, to celebrate on International Sunday that diversity in the body of Christ. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to end the way we always do. And I want you guys to get ready to say it along with me, okay? Let's do it really, really well. We've just heard God's word. Now let's go live it. God bless you guys. Love y'all.